Taurus, Bufalant, Carnivine, Heracross, and Corsola, Panpor, the Blue Monkey, Pansage, or no, Panseer, Lunatone, and Solrock, Zigzagoon, and Viper. Incoming transmission. You are right. I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. A stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Pork chop sandwiches. Hey guys, welcome to the uh, PB&J Heroclix PSA. Tonight uh, we have myself, Brad Royals, the host, and we have our co-host, uh, Paul Cote, and we also have special guest tonight, Lucas Thomas Vanus Holland, that's something like that. <laughs> you nailed it in one take, Brad. It's a, it's a lot it's of uses in there. <laughs> About uh, three more than necessary, but that'll be alright. <laughs> uh, so, uh, welcome to the show, Lucas, glad to have you up here. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Honored to join. And uh, thanks, Paul, for coming out. Uh, Josafa hates us, so he is not able to participate tonight. Yeah. Probably me. <laughs> no. You're way nicer than I am. Uh, also, uh, he hardly gets to show up, so it's like, no, no thanks. It's true. He talks to me enough already as it is. That's right. You guys are teammates, right? We are. Yep. Uh, uh, so, uh, tonight, we... I would like to go over uh, some stuff that's happened in, in the Hero Quick Sizing. We're going to skip the, the growth segment for the show today, and we're going to try to keep it short. Uh, so for tonight, we're going to talk about uh, a local big tournament that happened last weekend, uh, which was the Hero Clicks tournament before Gen Con and Worlds, uh, hosted by Jay Major in Columbus, Ohio. And we all, I also would like to talk about the single point nationals, um, uh, or just uh, the the uh, the winning team, uh, not necessarily the whole build. Uh, and then after that, we'll get into the accessories a little bit. Um, uh, uh, mixture of stuff. Uh, nothing solid on that, but. Uh, before we get into that, I want to uh, ask you, the listener, to subscribe, to follow, to like, uh, to comment, to share, do all that stupid, necessary stuff to get other people's attention. And if you would like to participate in the discussion, then hop into my Discord or go to my Facebook discussion group and we can go over the episode together. Uh, so... Uh, well, since uh, Lucas is here, and I uh, would really like to talk about uh, what he is, what he's been up to, and what if he's going to nationals. Uh, I think he said he was. Uh, Lucas, if uh, are you going to nationals? Yes, sir. I will be making that long drive over to Indianapolis here uh, next week. We'll be leaving Tuesday at midnight, uh, normal people time, um, and. <laughs> arriving in indie midday wednesday and yeah we uh, me and a group of friends we're big gen counters uh go every year um regardless of hero clicks it's just hero clicks is an added bonus so i will be 
at least attempting a qualifier. We'll see if we can go uh, the necessary 4-0 and or 3-1 and in order to make it into the top 16 final. But either way, I'm planning on having a good time over at Gen Con. So. Very cool. So you, uh, what, what day are you signed up for? Uh, so I'm going to be playing in the Thursday, bright and early one, uh, Thursday at 1. Um, we'll see... If, if I don't do well enough, we'll see if there's spice available to play in another one. I don't necessarily think there would be. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we're playing on the first one. I know there's some tough competition that's going to be making its way oh, there yeah, uh, sure. right away. So should uh, should be an exciting time. I, what preparation have you been doing to... Yeah, so we started we started playtesting for Nats probably back in May. Um, really start. Yeah, just just to kind of get a feel for what things look like. I know Joe's been playing in a lot of uh, your Friday events. Um, I regrettably am not able to play in those events just because that's when my local Friday night hero clicks is. Uh, so that's, I will I'll always probably choose to play, you yeah. know, in person versus online if I can help it. Um, but yeah, we've just been you know kind of reading the field. Um, Figuring out what we like to play, what we don't like to play, and then making adjustments for what we think we're going to see out there. Um, I think the meta is in a interesting place right now, uh, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite as diverse as it was a few months ago. Um, I think things have kind of gotten a little bit more defined. I think the niches have kind of been hammered out a little bit more. Um, but I, I do think that there's still quite a bit of uh, viable options available. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of things people decide is right for them. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think it's really going to come down to, you know, who's playing the better hero clicks. And then also, of course, whether or not the, uh, the dice gods are with you. <laughs> so I'll just have to see. Yeah. That's, uh, always interesting to see at the, the bigger tournaments is, uh, you have players from, all over trying to mm-hmm. make a name for themselves and show what they have, what they can do. Um, yep. Sometimes you can see really interesting builds uh, that uh, can cast people off guard. Uh, that's that's what I think we all hope for, is that we can see something really different and does well. Uh, but uh, something that I've gone over in the past couple episodes is um, acknowledging uh, established builds like uh, Dan Power playing uh, Thanos builds or Unimind builds or uh, let's uh, uh, players like that, not necessarily him, where uh, the, the teams have already been established. Uh, some people in the community uh, may be tired of seeing established teams winning or established players winning, but you know, those guys are there for a reason, those teams are there for a reason. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like to acknowledge those players as much as I like to see new stuff getting getting played. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, with the, the prep that you've done, it sounds like you've been paying attention. Uh, what do you what are you expecting at nationals? Uh, and it's a very interesting thing uh, with the the format that we have for nationals where they have four pods of 16 players. And so that's a little bit different preparation than it is just uh, one tournament with 64 players. Uh, so it, you, you have to yeah. build a little bit differently. Uh, what are you expecting uh, or what are you preparing to 
play against to try to make the top four in that pod. So we know for a fact that even with its errata, Thanos isn't going anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. there, there are people that still will be playing him, and those people will be playing them well. So it's one of those things where while the matchups versus Thanos have gotten easier, because we don't have to worry about Realm of Death getting shot from 13 squares away for six anymore, yeah. um, there, there's still you still need to be ready for the mind control. You still need to have a plan for how to take the big man down. And then also you have to be prepared for the new host of uh, funness that he is going to have riding along with him, right? And that goes into the next thing, which is the the Sakarian Iron Man builds. Um, Sakarian Iron Man, uh, as we knew would happen, has taken the the meta by storm, right? He's arguably the best figure in modern right now. Uh, he does have a little bit of a slow start, but honestly, once he gets ramped up, he, not much is stopping him. Um, just because he, he takes so many hits to KO, and kind of like a Danger Room construct, but unlike a Danger Room construct, he's not just hitting you for one damage at a time, right? He's flurrying you for four twice, or he's energy exploding all team, or hypersonicing and punching something for dead. You know, it, it, it's it's definitely a, a different dynamic, and... He's, he's very, very strong, so I expect to see a lot of this, the Sakarian Iron Man. I also just expect to see a lot of the Rune Makers, right? A lot of the Scarlet Witches and Agatha Harknesses, um, just because that, that effect to lay the Rune down and get rid of powers is so good. Uh, you know, it's very good against figures like Thanos. It's very good against figures like, like the Prime Vision, right? The beat sticks mm -hmm. that normally rely on a lot of powers to keep them alive. Well, now they can't use those powers. And you know, for what it's worth, um, the those figures, Agatha and Scarlet Witch, they're good figures just on their own merit without the rune markers. Right? They do yeah. good things without them. Um, so I, I think we'll be seeing a lot of that. Uh, I don't think Spider-Man family is going anywhere either. You know, mostly because. You have the the Scarlet Witch, the Agatha, and or the uh, uh, the Sakarian Iron Man that comes along with it, but it's also just still a really solid team, right? Monsters is really solid. While Blackheart lost a lot of oomph from uh, losing the Reign of Terror map bonus, he's still a very good figure for 75 points. And now that Thanos is probably not as potent with the uh, with the Alchemical Fire, I think Blackheart is a little bit more playable, uh, not having to worry about that mind control fire uh, right away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in the long short of it, and there's a lot of other teams too, like your Fantastic Fours, your uh, your Cosmics, your Scientists, right? There's so many different things to go into, and they're all viable, and I think, uh, I, I think anybody who's not preparing for all of them is selling themselves short. And uh, that is uh, something I... I, I usually talk to other players and stuff, but if you play, uh, you have you don't have to beat every single team with with the team that you're playing with, but you have to at least be prepared uh, for whatever matchup you're going with for the established teams, Fantastic Four, X Men, Monsters, Thanos, uh, and then uh, just the you know team good stuff with. Uh, yeah, you gotta have a game plan. Absolutely. Uh, and I uh, know. Go ahead, Paul. Seven scarabs in the uh, um, J Majors event, and I've I've been on scarab for a while, and I know locally, uh, um, a lot of people my my play group do a lot of scarab plus radioactive clay, um, 
So that was that was like tied for the second most played uh, figure, and that can be just as uh, his mind control can be just as potent as Thanos's potentially. Yep. I know. I know. Crampton was touting that for a while, uh, the clay play, and yeah, I, I I don't disagree. I think it's very potent, and I think you need to have a plan versus it, right? I think the emotional modifier is going to be a piece of equipment that is uh, even more important now than it was. So uh, that, was, that was cool. I, I really liked seeing that that get the respect I thought it deserved. Yeah, the, the uh, I I've always, I've been reluctant the last couple of months to uh, give my tournament uh, the I think the credit a lot of people are trying to the prestige uh, that some people give my tournament uh, because there's a lot of really good players and there's a lot of really good teams and there's a lot of really good matches so uh, some people seem to really value. Uh, uh, the what, what goes on in that tournament, and uh, I've seen Paul, Joe Safa, um, uh, a couple other players uh, play that uh, clay play with uh, Scarab before, uh, either with Puppet Master or by itself. You know, mind control is really great power, and whether it's with Thanos or Scarab, uh, with well, uh, it's go ahead. Broadcast show is just the only thing going on, so it's it's hard to talk about anything else. <laughs> some 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 weeks, some weeks is just like the only the only thing out there. Uh, what? Uh, so with uh, let's uh go on to Jay uh, Jay's tournament real quick. Uh, we have stuff. Where is the link for that? <laughs> I have it here somewhere. Uh, so George Masu won that tournament, right? Right. Uh, and he played Jalen Major in the finals for that. Sure did. Uh, that's also both those guys are teammates, right? They are. That Crazy was Phoenix final. So many nesters. Yep. Uh, George See played. What happens uh, to PJ? He leaves the team, and then he doesn't even make top eight. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, George played scientists. No, he played Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah. He played Wesley Summers' build, right? Yeah, or, that or variation. Like variation of it. Yeah, uh, basically the same. the the sign or the the standard F four that they've been working on for a while. Yep. Uh, and it's pretty well hammered out, except for there's always something that you could change with the sideline or one piece on the main force. And it's a really good build. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people in the competitive scene have acknowledged that Fantastic Four is a really good team. Uh, something to note in this particular tournament, though, is that there was only one Scarlet Witch, I think, in the in the whole tournament. I think there might have been one Agatha, as well, and that seems that uh, in the in my, in my online tournaments that those two are a big counter to the Fantastic Four team because that that team kind of leads with its uh, chin where they just move across the map and see what you can do to hurt them. But with the, the witches, they just can do all the hurting they want to. Uh, yep. But Fantastic Four is a great team. Uh, George Masu is a great pilot. Um, I mean, I'm not really sure what else you can say about it that hasn't already been said. Uh, except maybe that it's not getting played enough 
that's either because it's a such an old established team or because it's a, a swap team. In this particular case, it's a double swap team, which is even harder. Uh, yep. And that's... Go ahead, Paul. So yes, it, it is a very good team. I find myself playing more forced movement, um, especially like I started playing the 20-point the Invisible Woman on some of my teams just because... Well, it's formation, but there's other there's, there's other defensive formations that are so good that you just want to break it up and have someone be, uh, you know, knocked forward six squares or three squares or whatever. Um, so so yeah, I, I've I've slightly tweaked some builds just to have ways to uh, break up huge defensive shells. Hmm. So, yeah, uh... it's good enough that that you should consider doing. I do agree with you, though, Brad, that I think that people have kind of fallen away from playing Fantastic Four, you know, Brotherhood of Mutants, hell, even X-Men, because the swap, it just becomes a lot, right? Yeah. It's a lot of math, it's a lot of thinking, it's a lot of variation, uh, and that takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of energy, and I think that a lot of people just aren't really either they're just not wanting to put in that much time and energy or or they just they just can't handle it right it and and then and for good reason it it is you know i've played a few swap teams at a few different tournaments by the time the 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 day is done your brain is so damn fried because of all the different decisions you've had to make right it's it's a lot um and you already have to make a lot of decisions in in hero clicks so you add more on top of that it just makes it even worse um, so I think that's probably why you don't see as much Fantastic Four being played, and definitely why you don't see as much double swap Fantastic Four being played, because you really gotta you gotta have that down. Um, uh, you gotta have, you gotta be ready for it. So another thing to note: uh, in person play versus online play is that in person that there's no note taking uh, officially allowed. Uh, right? Well, you can take notes in the is. middle of the game, but you can't. Yeah. Uh, you can't bring existing notes with you. You can take notes uh, with a blank sheet of paper every every time. So they actually just released the most recent um, variation of the tournament rules, and that they actually address note taking in there. So yeah, it's it's blank sheets of paper. So you know you can do your math. You can keep track of powers and points taken and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you can't have like a full Excel spreadsheet of of notes ready to go. You know, just to reference at the beginning of every game. Uh, uh, you could look at it between rounds. You just can't look at it as soon as you sit down from your opponent. So I, I'm not trying to take anything away from George's win, uh, but I heard that he had a, a, a basically a portfolio when he would sit down with his team. Uh, is that? Do you know if that was uh, accurate? Or... I wasn't there, so I can't confirm okay. or deny that information. Uh, but uh, for I. I think that the tournament rules needs that needs another update to allow this particular thing right here because uh, something that we've been doing online, you know, I've seen in person, is that people will do their swaps before the game actually starts. The time starts, and you know, officially, technically, uh, rules lawyer bullshit uh not supposed to do the swap until time starts uh 
Uh, but because of the amount of time it takes to do the swap and to make sure that you do it right, and then having to explain to the other player um, the math of everything, you can chew up quite a bit of time uh, doing that. Oh, that's yeah. why that's why we do it before the time starts. But uh, and I want to uh, uh, start for, at least for the next. Uh, uh, month or two to not allow players to do that before time starts to do your swaps because I am so I would feel so bad if someone goes to nationals or worlds and they have the way that they do their team and then they run into that player who says no you can't do your swaps until time starts uh, and that hurts the other player as much as it hurts uh, the player to swap, so I don't know why you would do that. But I have heard and seen players do that. You know, it's super annoying and ridiculous, but uh, to help expedite that, you should be allowed to have your notes in front of you and for this for this type of mechanic. Yeah, the, you, you start to get into a little, you know, a few issues with that, of course, like how do you police it, right? How do you... How do you verify it? How do you make sure that people are following the letter of the law? Honestly, like, I think it probably just comes down to one of those things that it's like similar to what they had to do with cards, right? When they started printing dials on the back, they'd had to come out and say, like, look, you can look at your opponent's card, right? Like, yeah. Because how do you police not doing it, right? It just causes issues. Same thing with when online play, right? When the Rock started online play, they immediately had a rule that said, yeah, you can look at dials during the game because obviously, like, how are you gonna force people to not do that, right? So you can do I your think best that... and not look, and then glance and suddenly know that exactly. the next or dial. like time taking and that sort of thing, right? Like, yeah. it comes to a point where like this game is so complicated and so convoluted that like I think all you're doing is discouraging people from wanting to play by limiting what they're allowed to do like either they need to stop making the every mechanic so time consuming and complicated or they need to allow things like you know carrying over note taking or just like even even like a checklist to be like hey roll your leadership <laughs> right yeah like things like that um yeah part of that is a, a the old school uh way of thinking where there was no dial information of the was you weren't allowed to look at the back of the card and then it seems like they were slowly progressing to streamlining the game to make it easier and faster but there's still some of these little speed bumps that they just are reluctant to let go for whatever reason now i'm not a game tester but i do play the game a lot but maybe there are some factors in the game that I just don't see that uh, the game creators and game testers do. But it just seems it just seems uh, too uh, gatekeeping. I'm not even sure if that's the right word I'm looking for. Uh, but it just uh, it, it seems unnecessary uh, about the note, uh, the note taking. Because uh, back in the day uh, the I think that was uh, the, the, the no phone rule that we have was to to not allow players to look at the dial if they would happen to be on the phone and go to HC realms. Uh, you could accuse somebody of doing that if they were on the phone, but it doesn't matter anymore for the most part. Uh, the only reason why you were 
uh, suspect someone of cheating is if someone's giving them uh, tips or strategies on a messenger or texting. But mm-hmm. if someone were to do that, they would probably be sneaky enough to not make a big deal out of it or get caught doing it. I don't know. Uh, so if someone's going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Uh, it just seems like uh, you by disallowing people to not look at the phone and not do note taking, you're just making the game more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think I think really you need to call it like you see it, right? With intention behind it. If somebody's like writing down like, hey, these are the swaps that I have or this is the math, right? Or like, hey, I need to put these things down so I don't forget to do things like, you know, roll leadership or, or right, perplex damage or, or not damage, can't uh, defense, you know, <laughs> things like that. I think that's all in good faith and just honestly, the, the person's doing it just so they can play the best hero clicks. And I think you just have to look at it from a case by case basis, right? Is somebody looking at the clock because they just genuinely are curious about the round or are they looking at the clock so they can start slow playing their opponent right like um is somebody taking notes um specifically to target somebody or are they doing it just so that they can you know speed up their play and make things a little bit more streamlined things like that and i I think it's pretty simple to tell somebody's intention when they're when they're doing it right um so i i don't know i i agree though i think i think notes between games should probably be a thing that ends up happening, especially if they keep making the game as complex as, as they do, because with all the all the adjustments they made to um, streamline the game, they just keep adding more things to make it even more complicated than it was before. Yeah. Right. Uh, like it's it's easy to forget how many times you've scored a uh, um, the, the resurrection pogs from the Krakoan revival or something like that. I mm-hmm. definitely want to write that down or. Like the recruiter mechanic, you score it right away, and that's that's something that's not obvious because it's not in the scored area; it's on the board. Yeah, yeah. Or like the number of Hellfire guards, or yeah, yeah, just all the little things for sure. Sentinels, because those go back to your sideline rather than going to your KO zones, stuff like that. Yeah, that can make a big, big, big big difference in scoring at the end of the game. uh, I. for those listening to the show, well, I'm not trying to just uh, shit on whiskey. It's uh, we, uh, just for the fun of it. I think that, that there's uh, 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 whiskey does do a lot of good stuff, but there's enough out there to give valid criticism uh, to things that could be improved upon. Uh, like. I can't think of an example off the top of my head as to why people hate WizKids. Uh, but uh, if you hate the company, you should just quit the game, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want you to quit the game, but I mean, if it brings you this much, uh, if it makes you this better uh, against the people that are making the game, uh, why are you playing the game? Uh, uh, so, uh, George, you got Forrest playing. Uh, uh, Fantastic Four double swap, and he went undefeated for the day on that. So, congrats to George. And then we had Jalen Major, who we were looking for his build. Uh, Thanos. He, he played Thanos? He did. Wow. I didn't know he was that kind of guy. Was it the Collector <laughs> Thanos? 
Yeah, it's uh, Thanos, Collector, Captain Marvel, and then Star Sapphire. Okay. Yep. Uh, that's a Cosmic build, I assume? That is correct. Yep. Okay. Well, Collector, Collector with Thanos is a great combo, so... Yeah, it, it gives him the damage that he needs, right? Because Thanos doesn't really have a way to deal a whole lot of damage. Like, he obviously has the mind controls, but when the mind control is not a valid option... You still got to be able to, you know, shoot a shoot a bitch. So it's one of those things that he can he can finally do that because of the collector. And the nice thing is, is as long as collectors on the map, they get the bonuses, and uh, he gets to pass those bonuses on to the people he mind controls, which is pretty mm -hmm. substantial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty substantial. So it's I mean, like, oh, Thanos yeah. doesn't mind the plus one to damage either. Nope. Not at all. Especially, yeah, he chooses chooses power gem. Suddenly, he's swinging fourteen for five. Why not? Yeah, yeah, he's still a great piece. Uh, I I don't think they did enough, but you know, if they did too much, then he's just not playable. I think that's not cool either. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a it's a fine line trying to balance a figure after it's already been released. I mean, I think yeah. the the map boat, uh, changes were uh, stealth nerf to him. Mm -hmm. For sure, uh, and I think that was a good choice—not just for Thanos, but for the the state of the game. Uh, the, the, oh yeah, that map should not have been remade. You know, the Hank Pym Lab one—that one—they uh, just did a terrible job of making it. You know? Lucas, you said you were practicing since May for nationals. Um, so, if I'm not mistaken, the map changes and the erratas were the only things that have changed since then, right? Yeah, because we pretty much knew what Disney Plus was going to have, right? right. Um, and, and we were, back in May, it was like, okay, what's the likelihood that X of Swords or Ten of Swords, whatever the hell you want to call it, actually releases? We're like, you know, it was kind of unanimous. Very low. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely correct. The the map changes and the and the erratas were the only thing that we really had to adjust for. So, uh, and, I mean, in technically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little bit, right? It, it made... It made the Thanos matchups more assured, right? Because I don't think you—I don't think anybody can, in good conscience, build a team that doesn't have an answer for Thanos. I think if you're doing that, you're just selling yourself short. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, that matchup just became easier. But in the reverse, it was like, well, the Molecule Man matchup just became worse because they—they they made him better, <laughs> like with his, with his, uh, with his uh, quote unquote nerf. Um, Right, he was just—they just made him more consistent. Yeah, he can't make four, five, or six squares of barrier, but a guaranteed three every turn. Like you can, anybody can play around that. Yeah, like you always felt bad. Pretty... Rolled a one or a two. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then also just eliminating the need to roll eliminates the decision making and like the time spent and stuff. It's like I know I'm getting three, so this is how I'm laying my smoke. These are the three I'm turning into blocking. We're good to go. Right? It's mostly a quality of life change. It, it oh, absolutely. Ease up the game, but it is a slight uh, buff. Oh, well. it's it's definitely a buff for him. And you know, I think Wizkids has done a good job with their watch lists. I yeah. mean, obviously they haven't they haven't made very many recently, but the last couple that they've done, you know, this one and then also shit. I think the last one was what back in 2018 or something. Um, uh, no, it was uh, it was 2020. One, it was right out. It was right when uh, Spider-Man came out. No, uh, it was uh, Venom, Venom Rogue. That was such a came out of. 
They didn't do a watch list for that. They just uh, they, they just issued Narada. No, they did they a watch did list. A watch uh, they watch list Valeria and Venom Groot seventy six. Oh yeah, that was all. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. They did. Yeah. So and so okay. So like the last three, then um, I think they've done a good job of actually just nerfing figures rather than giving them the the steel hammer. Right. They they really yeah. did just hit them with a nerf bat on, instead of a you know a twelve gauge shotgun. Because historically, when WizKids quote unquote nerfed something, it was okay. This figure is now unplayable, yeah. <laughs> right? Except for Felix Faust, right? <laughs> like everything else has been just hit to the ground. And I think Unimind was the first nerf I can think of historically that it was like, oh, they didn't like destroy him. This figure's totally still just just fine. Um, yeah. And then yeah. it was a joke or two. So. In general, I agree, but I think Alchemical Fire might be an exception to that. I don't know if it's going to see play. It's, so I think it's fine. I don't it's think fine. the fire doesn't see play because of the changes they made to it. I think fire doesn't see play because of the changes to Thanos and also the the map going away. Because it's not a it's not an indestructible object, right? So your yep. opponent can can break it, um, and then. You know, it's just, yeah, it's a little less consistent than what it was before, but I think it's still very good um, and worth worth looking into. Uh, yeah. if, I, uh, if I sat across from an opponent next week and they're playing the fire, I would look at it and go, yep, that makes sense. Like, I understand. Like, or maybe uh, Jim Jasper will, will, will help. Jim Jasper helps make uh, niche things more, uh, more viable. Uh, yeah, and don't, don't you like five squares of barrier every turn for free? Just for 65 <laughs> points, now you've got it. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's a six, uh, wait, five, I mean, Molecule Man and Jim. Yeah. yeah. yeah Molecule Man and Jim gets you an outwit, a perplex, five squares of barrier turn for free, plus an additional alternating four, so nine technically, and then also the equipment shenanigans. Like, like okay, it. thanks, WizKids. I guess uh, I'll, I'll have to figure out my 235 remaining points. I'm sure that'll be difficult. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, go ahead and get into the access sword stuff real quick. Uh, sure. We'll start with the positive stuff, and then uh, we'll go with uh, Paul. If you Paul, uh, you you mentioned that you really want to talk about access swords uh, in our chat, uh, so I'll let you uh, lead the way. Did I? Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't remember saying that. Oh uh, no, uh, I thought you said something about access swords. Was it? Oh, it was uh, tournament reports. I think it was Drusafa. That's uh, I don't remember. Uh, I mean, but uh, I, 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 I could be, I could say the positive stuff, but I got some negative stuff to say. Positive stuff, <laughs> go for it. Start, start off. Uh, uh, so we'll start off with negative stuff then. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the negative stuff. Uh, I haven't worked at the set completely. Haven't done a full set review entirely, and I think that we'll try to do something like that next week. Uh, but. Uh, just getting a general glance at the set, and I'm not trying to uh, talk shit about the set like I did uh, War of the Realms, which after time has gotten a little bit better, a little bit softer review of War of the Realms. Uh, but with Exus Swords, I just not seen the, the value in buying a brick or a case when I'm looking at the the commons, the commons. Well, that's how I judge buying a a 
correct in that case. It's, uh, it's, uh, I'm looking at the stuff that I'm most likely to get uh, versus what I'm hoping people to get out of these superheroes and the chases or the primes. Because you might, might as well just buy singles, which is what I'm probably going to do. And the same with the, the tarot cards. There's like 45 uh, tarot cards in the, in the, the main set right here. And a brick contains anywhere from three to five tarot cards. And that just doesn't seem like a great value just from that part. And then we uh, talk about the uh, the value of the uh, commons and chases, or commons and rares and uncommons. Uh, if, we, if I look at the commons, there's... There are some generics, which is which is fun. That that's that's a selling point for me, and not a good thing for some players. But for me, uh, I'm looking at the commons, and there's only like two commons that I'd be interested in. Uh, that would be cipher and uh, the the magic uh, common, just because we're. Uh, swap purposes, and she's taxi with perplex, and he's got a power enhancement. And then for uncommon, you have the Cyclops recruiter and Peeper and the Mystique. And for the rares, you have the Wolverine, which I don't really want the Wolverine, I just want the, the equipment. Uh, and I think that's the only rare I want out of the, out of the set. Uh, but there's there's great superheroes, but there's not a lot of great superheroes. And for chases, I think there is no chases. No, there's one chase. Uh, Merlin. I think Merlin is the only good chase. Uh, but for super rare primes, you have the best super rare prime possibly ever made. I don't know. Uh, the Mad Jim Jaspers. And I, I just can't justify buying a case that maybe get one of those pieces. We don't really know what the value of the tarot cards is going to be, or the swords, um, but that could add a lot of value to, to a brick. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to go with Yeah, 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 go ahead. Uh, if you want to dissect, if you want to say that my, my reasoning is stupid, or you agree with me, then, yeah, uh, air it out. Well, I, I'm not uh, going to be buying bricks or cases either, but I, I often don't. I often buy singles. I just, I don't have enough space in my my collection to to add a whole bunch of new figures. Um, so I kind of single things out and trade for them a lot. Um, ja Jim Jaspers, I am thrilled to, to be building with. He might be a little too strong. Um, and it is really cool that he is... So there's a lot of good equipment out there. And the thing is, it's really hard to not play Emotional Modifier and really hard to not play Cloak of Levitation. And then you're kind of done with equipment. So I feel like <laughs> unless you're swapping things out, um, you know, like starting with the sword bearer, swapping them out, and then dropping the sword, or having a Avenger swap that, you know, drops a red wing or something. It's hard to play some of the other stuff that isn't Cloak of Levitation or Emotional Modifier. Mm -hmm. Like, the it's really steep competition. 
Um, and I like that, that he adds that. He, he allows you to sideboard in like really more niche things or make it so like an unthemed team can guarantee to, to equip the emotional modifier. Um, I could go on, but you know, it, there's, there's a billion reasons why Jim Jaspers is really, really good. Um, so that's good. I, I do like the, uh, the swords. The swords are good. The swords um, are fun. They're fine. Uh, I'm not really impressed with the swords. Uh, I think the out of all the swords I've seen so far, I only like the Muramasa blade and the mind control one. I want to get stop clicks. Um, that's the Muramasa blade, right? No, that's the one. That, Muramasa gets rid of uh, defensive powers. There's also one that. Um, takes away stop clicks specifically. Uh, gotcha. That's almost the same thing. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Miriam also does it only on a one through three. That's true. Uh, but the reason why I'm not overly impressed with swords or uh, I gotta have them is because uh, you can't make multiple targets with the, the swords. Uh, because they can only trigger when you use blades. And you can only use blades if you use a single target. That's you know, just, you, you have to get a lot of value uh, out of an attack if you only do a single target. And with uh, the more massive blade or the mind control, where you get an extra attack or the the one that does uh, they, all the swords are fine. They're, they're not bad. I just I don't think they're worth ten points. Uh, like uh, the you know, they are they're not con exclusives like the the magic ones. Uh, but you know, for ten points, it just it just it feels like a lot of points. When well, I don't think you're main boarding them. I, I I don't think you're you're playing with one on the on the field. I think you're you're only doing it through sword bearers. They then drop through swaps. Uh, or Jim Jaspers. That's you know. Jim Jaspers. Uh, but uh, that's uh, so that's just my review of the set by itself. Uh, as for the outside the game stuff, there seems to be distribution errors, or that that may actually be the intent. But from what I've seen on Facebook, uh, people are getting cases. And with no chases or primes. Uh, they're getting uh, ch uh, cases with just a prime in it. And uh, they're getting two tarot cards. You're getting a sword. Uh, <coughs> that's just for $175, which is uh, MSRP after taxes. Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. That's almost $200. Uh, and for 200 bucks, you can just buy the singles that you need. Um, I guarantee you get what you want versus buying a brick and then hopefully you get some good stuff and hopefully it's, uh, stuff that you're expecting to get three, three super rares and a chase or a prime, uh, and either brick and the just, uh, that's, that's a little... The Whisk Kids can do a little bit better um, on the collation. 
trying to not necessarily guarantee because I pinch him in the corner, but at least make it consistent where a break is almost guaranteed to happen for a chase and the prime, or just a chase in general, uh, on top of the three supers that you get. It just, it's, there's not a lot of value I see uh, getting the break overall. And also, uh, the legacy cards. Uh, you can also get a legacy card with uh, the brick. Uh, but on top of that, the, the starter, uh, the starter set for this, I am not impressed with uh, any of the figures. And you can always make the case that there are starter figures that they're supposed to you know, not be super amazing or broken. And I don't want broken. Uh, I know uh, I see people say, well, you just want broken stuff. Want... No, I don't want a Sky Tyrant or... Uh, uh, a Thanos. I don't. I don't want uber overpowered uh, Omega level pieces. I just would like good value. Like I like the simple stuff where it's a uh, twenty point perplex with a uh, with a uh, PD. You know, that's that's a pretty great, pretty great, pretty great piece to play. That's a that's a Jimmy Woo. I have uh, I specifically held on to like four Jimmy Woos uh, because I think he's a great piece. Uh, but with sure, the, yeah. for the the starter, that's eighty dollars for a mediocre pieces, and uh, uh, I don't. I I actually finally played on the on those maps that they have, those uh, cardboard maps. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know why it, why they haven't pursued a trifold. Like, would it kill them to just? attach them together right board games have been doing that for years yeah i i was thinking about doing it myself but it doesn't actually line up if you flip the map over mm. uh, i was like i'll just do it myself and then you flip over the map and it's all jumbled up on the other side so it doesn't work yeah. or planning because nope. uh, uh you know that's what we players do if we want to take that extra step with those players that laminate their maps or uh, have that uh, top deck 16 by 24 top loader uh, map cover thing. Uh, I thought I would try to just uh, make little attachments for the map, but no, that's like, I, I can appreciate the quality, uh, but it's not, it's not, uh, what's the word? easy to carry around it's not very it's not cool. very accessible and user friendly to get it set up because uh, I don't know if you guys have ever ever put one together but there's uh it's a little hard to tell how things are supposed to get lined up exactly even with the the the, the designated squares with the the letter of the number on them uh, it, it's just it's, it's a lot of work, and then it moves around. There's no inter, interlocking to keep it uh, still. Uh, so that, 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 I thought that was a selling point when they came out, but now that I actually played on one, because I, I like the map design, uh, it's just it's, it's too much work and not, not great. And then, uh, like, uh, whenever I buy a starter, ever since... Uh, I forget what it was. I was Wonder Woman 80. Uh, I buy a starter, and I 
keep the dice and they give the starter away to, to new players. So that way they have uh, a PAC and uh, tokens and uh, figures to play with and the rule book. But the rule book is garbage. Like the, the basic rule book is doo It's not usable. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, it makes no sense. And, uh, I remember when the Wonder Woman 80 rule book came out, there was so much confusion and anger and frustration. <laughs> Uh, and it has not improved since Wonder Woman 80. There was Wonder Woman 80, there was Empire. Uh, what was another starter that came out? Uh, I think it was just this two? This is just this two? I think so. Battlegrounds. Oh, Disney, Disney Plus had one. Yeah, no, that's what. Uh, yeah, I bought, I bought all three starters. And uh, they have not improved on the rule book. And with Disney Plus, they take away uh, two pages of the, the PAC. Uh, so, mind-boggling, uh, frustrating to spend eighty dollars on on that. And it, it, they, they did get they did get things. It's great packaging. Uh, the sculpts look great to me. I know some people don't like the the bigger bigger sculpts, but I think they look good. Uh, there, there's good stuff to take away, but there's still stuff I think they should work on. So that's what that's pretty much all the negative stuff I have to say about. Accessories, um, uh, but uh, what about you, Lucas? Are you gonna be buying a case or a brick for accessories? Um, yeah, but mostly because I'm a glutton for punishment, and I'm a, I'm a collector as well. So like, it's just I know that when I buy a case, I typically get about a full CUR, um, and then a spattering of super rares. So it's one of those things where I will buy it. I'll probably only get one case, especially since we're gonna the, be getting. Do you play with the car? Like, do you do play I, with all play? most of the car? So you are. Um, it depends on what the format's gonna be, but like I said, I also collect. So yeah, okay. Whether with whether or not I actually play games with it, I guess is irrelevant at that point. I just like having the plastic locked away in the drawers in my basement to never be seen again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like most collectors. Uh, no, I, but I like. When like for example, we just did a format uh, uh, at my local uh, last week, which was 200 points, and of your build has to be commons and uncommons. Um, and so I ended up playing like all the spooktacular figures um, on a team. That sounds just fun. because I was like, I was just like, yeah, let's just go do it. And you know, uh, fun fact: when everybody's common and uncommon, uh, people don't deal with healing shape change and mystics very well <laughs> so it, it worked even though all the spooktaculars are basically two damage uh it worked out in the end but um so yeah the short answer is i do i do play with them when the opportunity arises and you know there are certain there are certain commons and uncommons throughout the throughout the decades that have been competitively viable right yeah, um, sure. looking at you darcy lewis and i'm looking at you dazzler and i'm looking at you multiple man you know things like that you mentioned um, all the figures with really nice butts exactly mary jean watson she's got a great butt exactly that model can exactly. be his butt <laughs> um but yeah so like they're they're if they're good i'm gonna play it um you know i i take my i take my casual play and i take my competitive play at two different uh two different speeds um typically now I, I always play the best hero clicks i can play because i find that if i 
catch myself lacking, then I usually play bad during my next big tournament. So I try. I always play as efficiently as I can. But um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, say, I'm not opposed to ever playing with the stuff. So uh, I do like the design of all the figures. I think that the design of almost every figure is great. Like uh, I would rate a lot of these as B's and C's, uh, not D's or F's or whatever is the bottom like i like almost every figure but uh i just uh yeah some of them a lot of them just aren't competitive uh, for me that's just that's kind of i can't help but think of the, the the monetary value when it comes to spending money on the stuff you know translating into owning it and spent uh and that's that's always why i i try to get rid of all my old stuff that is going to not maintain its value after it's supposed to maintain, uh, or if it starts to, if it gets on a rod or something like with uh, Thanos and Maggie and uh, Blackheart, all people were uh, once uh, those got uh, put on the watch list, people were trying to load them like thirty to forty percent off of the what the going price was at the time, and someone actually backed out of a trade with me uh, once they uh, uh, officially announced the erratas and Maggot was did not get the uh, errata, they was like, uh, I actually value my Maggot at this value now. It's no longer at uh, this value. I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to do this trade anymore. <laughs> uh, just, it's, uh, it's, it's just uh, frustrating. Uh, to see add the value of stuff and then not get, in, in my opinion, your money's worth. And I, I mostly only play competitive, and that's, I guess, where I, I struggle with uh, when I see a set overall. Bottom line is that Disney Plus was an insanely competitive set, and it's a really tough act to follow. Yeah, yeah I love that set. I bought two cases of that set. Right. So if you're a competitive player, I mean, it's just it's 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 Exoswords is not going to compete figure wise, though. Tarot cards is going to do some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot to go over the Singapore Nationals uh, winner, Edison Lee. Uh, he, uh, to give you whiplash, uh, he played the, a Thanos team. Uh, he played something, 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 something. Uh, I have to actually go to my chat tab again and again. Uh, but, uh, sorry to change tracks on you guys. Uh, but, uh, Edison Lee, he won Singapore National, so I'll, I think there was like uh, 16, 20 players at that tournament, which is pretty good attendance uh, for a uh, tournament scene where they don't always get the latest and greatest stuff. Uh, but he played Thanos, Thanos, Captain Marvel, Watcher, the starter Watcher, you know, Molecule Man, with the Captain Carter shield. He went undefeated and won. Uh, I'm very curious though, uh, actually, uh, he, 
don't know if he played with the Arata or not. Uh, but he did not play with Realm of Death, so I'm going to probably guess that he did not, uh, uh, that he did play with the Arata. Otherwise, he would have played with Realm of Death, I assume. Uh, so, congrats to you guys uh, for winning Singapore Nationals. That's a pretty good team, and he went undefeated, so that's even, even more impressive. It always makes a, a win more special, I think. Yeah, for sure. Good, good on him. Uh, it would be really cool if uh, we get to do something where people that want nationals can get flown over for Worlds. But, uh, that would just be really cool. But uh, do you guys have any comments on his team? Or do you want to go back to me bitching about Exoswords? <laughs> uh, I mean, if it's Thanos, it's Thanos, right? I mean, yeah. what, what more can you say? It looks <laughs> solid. I mean, everyone's been waiting for Watcher plus... Uh... Carter's shield to you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit surprised we don't see more of that watcher. Honestly, I think people are scared to play the watcher with that with that shield, uh, just because of how aggressive teams can be. Uh, just because you can potentially kill the watcher uh, and, and one attack if you don't balance it right, you have to play the watcher very carefully, or I'll just fucking die. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think we, I've seen a Watcher-Captain Carter combo in my tournament that I've placed, uh, ever since we've been playing with this in place, so, that is, uh, actually very surprising. I guess, uh, the reluctance in losing the shield or losing Malikavan, or that maybe the 19th defense isn't good enough to stop people from attacking. Uh, well, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, actually why you have to be careful playing with Thanos. Uh, he could just die. Uh, if you're playing competitively, uh, building competitively, whatever team you're playing against should be able to handle Thanos. So if you're able to handle Thanos, uh, that should mean that you're able to do uh, what... Uh, more than 10 clicks of damage to him. So, I mean, if you count the end volume of how much damage, probably, what, 16 to 20 damage in a turn? I think that's the, the new norm for most teams, right? In my opinion, the Watcher is not just a, a defend piece. He's also, like, really hard to kill, and also he's a pick-up power between a, um, a prob and an outwit that can see through everything with an 8 range. So, uh, perplex yeah. outwit and then TK, of course. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say, yep. he also has TK. Uh, what but... did I say? Like, you said prop. I didn't, I didn't say, oh, I said prop. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So, only on theme, he can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the perplex, yeah, cycling between perplex and outwit, cycling between having TK, yeah, good range. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. He's a really solid figure, and uh, I, th I think my philosophy on the high defense has always been. You know, somebody's going to roll it, right? Somebody's going to hit the 21. Somebody's going to hit the 22. It just it just always happens, right? Anytime somebody tries to do the high defense strategy, somebody hits it, and it's always at the worst possible time. So mm. I think, yeah, if you use it as a, this is a thing that I can do, but it's not the antithesis of my strategy. I'm also using him for the, you know, the damage powers and the TK. I think I I agree. I think he's really really solid. So hopefully more people try and run him. 
so let's uh, try to wrap this up. I think we're kind of close to Lucas's bedtime. Sure. Uh, so uh, Lu uh, Lucas, we tried to have like a little special uh, unique formats. Uh, I unfortunately am not able to do mine, uh, which is uh, a budget build. And I tried to come up with a budget build and then what's called a, a better build. So you have your, your, your A version and then the improved B version. Uh, just to help uh, the, the newer players or less well-connected or uh, players that can't afford to drop $700 on a team. Uh, and uh, try to help give them a team that they can uh, take to a WKO or to Nationals qualifier and try to, you know, wreck some shit. Uh, but I don't have one. I've been uh, sick a little bit here and there, and then also I'm trying to uh, up upgrade my uh, my graphic design for making my tokens for online play. So I just haven't been able to do that. Uh, but Paul, you said that you did. Maybe I'm dreaming this, but you ha do you have a uh, a Paul's pick or a lateral build or? I still, we still haven't come up with a name or a theme for your figure format, right? You uh, said that you wanted to oh, talk. Well, that wasn't about... necessarily a book. That that wasn't that wasn't that that's a long rant. I, I wouldn't uh, want, but actually the um, the thing is Thanos builds are kind of on the the cheaper side of the budgets. Uh, the 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 one we just mentioned, um, so like. Thanos is like what a hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. Molecule not that expensive. The Watcher is a common, technically. The yeah, but the Watcher and, is worth the price of the starter, so you could argue he's worth these seventy dollars by himself. Sure, right? but unfortunately, at this moment, that that's uh, kind of one of the closer things that you can get to a budget build. Yeah, um, and Captain Marvel's not not cheap. No, um, but he's like sixty bucks. That's not, that's not horrible. Yeah. So I mean, that's not as as horrible. Unfortunately, uh, at this moment, the a lot of the the top pieces are a little more expensive, except for Molecule Man and like. Oh jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on it. Uh, uh, Franklin Richards. The math on that is about a little two hundred dollars, and that's that's pretty cheap. You know, for if you want to bring this to a competitive tournament to just uh, try to make a run uh, for first. Yeah, this is uh, on the cheap side, $200 for a build. And even then, you can still, almost all the stuff is super accessible, except for Thanos. And you can just spend the money on that alone. Uh, I got a cheap one for you, yes, Bradley. Oh, uh, you got so a cheap bill for me? Oh yeah, I've got a real cheap one for you, and nice. it's it's very reminiscent of what I just played on Friday. Uh, I think I think anybody who tries to run Spooktacular is completely in the right to do so, um, because those figures are just really good, and they do they do good things. Um, and so here's a here's a variation of something that I ran, um, but a little cheaper for for everybody's uh, viewing pleasure if you will. So um, what I did was I ran Wanda with Captain Carter shield. Now I know Captain Carter um, is a super air prime, but you know, the shield is really good on Wanda because she has a 19 defense. So she would be de defending that 20. 
Uh, Billy is amazing. His perplex enables you to not have to worry about re-rolling your or your opponent re-rolling your attacks. Party Thor is outstandingly good. I think for mm -hmm. for a rare, uh, he's he's an excellent excellent piece that could fit on any Avengers or celebrity team or as Guardian, even if you're being a little uh, antsy. The most expensive piece on this team is probably going to be super rare Agnes. But she gives every everybody on the team plus one attack and plus one damage from range with Miss Senior Scratchy. Also gives you a TK access, um, which is super solid. And then uh, Dazzler um, from Empire is a celebrity and an uncommon. And she gives two characters on your team shield. So you have triple shield TA with another enhancement. So now your two damage attacks are becoming four damage attacks uh, without even having to take any costed actions. And you still have 75 points left for Celebrity. So uh, there's a, literally uh, a slew of things that can be played. Every single um, every single uh, WandaVision character from Disney Plus is a Celebrity. Most of, honestly, most of the Disney Plus set <laughs> yeah. are, uh, are Celebrities. Uh, I mean, Sakari and Iron Man is as well, if you want to splurge a little. Uh, but you've also got, you know, your, uh, your Human Torches, your Invisible Women... Um, for some Fantastic Four action, uh, you do have the uh, the 75 point She-Hulk, uh, the, the the common from Fantastic Four Future Foundation, and I will say, for 75 points, she is nine clicks deep. Yeah, I was gonna say she has a long dial. And with with Senior Scratchy, uh, she can be a 12 attack. Billy can make her a 13. And then you can pick up a heavy object and hit somebody for five, so you can be thirteen for five. Uh, doesn't seem too too bad uh, in that situation. Um, you've also got things like Blackbeard if you want to shave something else off and play. Um, you know, you've got Marvella, Mary Jane Watson if you want some barrier, you want some Pog action. Um, you know, let's so let's just let's just throw those two on there just because it's, you know why not fluff the theme a little bit more. So we got forty-five points left. So you could just throw any of the other spooktaculars on, you know. You could you could shit. You could do another. <laughs> um, you could do another one of the uh, same spooktaculars that you've already got, um, or you could just do something like uh, Pietro Maximoff. I think he's he's fine to to, to bring that in. Uh, Pietro's got a really good hypersonic power that gives action tokens out uh, and outwit. So then now you have a perplex, you have a prob, you have an outwit, you have a TK. I think the only thing this team is missing is probably leadership, which I'm sure you could drop something else and, and make that happen. So yeah, it's really so cheap, points. affordable team that is really difficult to take down. That that Mystics plus the shape change is yeah, really a, annoying to choose. A lot of them have uh, stop clicks as well. They yep, can heal exactly. the shape change. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a team that you can take to uh, in a competitive tournament and really frustrate people and come out with some good points, I'm sure. All right, well, I will end it right here. And thanks, uh, Lucas, for coming on to the show. Thanks, uh, Paul, for uh, hosting with me. Anytime, Bradley. And uh, for everyone else out there, thank you for listening. And please uh, follow and subscribe if you like what you hear. And uh, y'all have a good night. Hey. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Yo, get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the
I wonder what the lore is behind that one. Uh, Zigzagoon and Viper are supposedly like um, mortal enemies. So like in um, in, in actual animals, right? Um, Patch of snake. Mon mongooses and Mongoose. and snakes, and snakes that they they fight a lot. Yeah. So. Yep. And it's one of the few like matchups where where it could go either way, in the animal yep. kingdom. It kind of most... depends on who gets the upper hand on the other one. Yep. Yeah. In in most in most fights in the animal kingdom, there's like a clear one that has an advantage. And... Yep. The majority of the time, it's like a 90th percentile kind of win. Yeah. Like right. look at the giant squid versus the humpback whale. Right. The humpback whale wins that fight nine times out of ten, if not right. more often. Really. Yep. There's like a there's like a few matchups like River Otter versus Crocodile or like um, Snake and Mongoose. Or House Cat like versus Crocodile. <laughs> you seen those videos? Wait, uh, House Cat can beat up a crocodile? Have you, have you not seen that video? No, there's, a crocodile, there's a crocodile on the on the land and there's a cat that's like sitting there staring him down, and the cat mm -hmm. hisses at him and like darts and bats at him, and the crocodile turns tail and runs. He's like, I ain't messing with that thing. <laughs> it's uh, house cat's just like, bitch, get off my lawn. Well, it's a, it's an interesting <laughs> dynamic. Uh, domesticated animals versus wild animals. Uh, yep. The yeah. domesticated animals usually don't know fear the same way a wild animal does. Get the fuck out!